Thursday brought to you by Coco 5. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. All right, we are right across uh, from the Footprint Center at the Fries. Devin Booker and Chris Paul's Coco 5 drink. We give it away a signed Devin Booker jersey, Chris Paul's shoes, and a whole bunch of other stuff if you can come on down here and register to win. Suns and the Lakers tonight, although it is going to be missing a lot of key players and joining us. We had him on the last time we talked Suns-Lakers. George Sedano from ESPN LA 710. He's a show host that also covers the NBA for ESPN. George, Tim Ring's filling in for Bernsey. I'm Gambo. Welcome back to the show. Gambo, good to have you. And Tim Ring, uh, first of all, great to uh, actually chat with you. Yes. You were a big part of my adolescence growing up uh, when you worked uh, <laughs> at Whammy in Miami doing the Miami Heat broadcast yes. with my guy Mark Jones, Jonesy, and Dave Ben. Oh, my God. Don't make me feel so You worked old. in Miami, too? Yeah, dude. I've worked, every, I've worked everywhere, man. Yeah. George, well, it's dude, good to talk to you, you, man. Something. Thanks. Let, thanks. Gambo, that means a lot. Gambo, yeah. Gambo, let me tell you this. These dudes had the sickest setup in the world, okay? They were doing shows from a... Uh, their studio was right on Lincoln Road on South Beach. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen and one of the coolest setups I've ever seen back in those days. Yeah, man, look that, at that. That was something else, yeah. Our yeah. studios were right down there in South Beach yeah. on Lincoln Road. We we would do TV shows right outside on it. was like a pedestrian mall. And then we had the Miami Heat and the Florida Marlins games, which was just amazing. This was the... Uh, I thought you were in Denver. I was, but I was in Miami that before that. That was after, that. right? You went to See, Denver after? Yeah, yeah. I, went to, I went to Denver from Miami, yeah. So I was the sports writer for Newsday. Then I came here. I've done this. This is my 27th year doing this show. So bad, like I had the the head coach of ASU, Kenny Dillingham. We had him in studio last week for like three segments. It's like, yeah, and he's from here. He's like, I used to listen to you when I was six with my dad. <laughs> he's the well, head I wasn't coach six. at ASU. Okay, I was like in, I was like in high school or college when, uh, when Tim was working. Yeah, I'm not yeah. that old. He's like, <laughs> I was six years old. Me and my dad, me and my dad listened to you all the time. Like, like, oh, yeah, he said I used to I followed the show everywhere I went. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, some of these things make you oh, feel George, old. You man, know? Listen, well, listen, it's good to talk to you, and congrats on your immense success, by the way, man. Well, thank you. Same to you guys. Hell, so, hell uh, thanks for having me on. All right, let's, enough of this. Let, people yeah. are like, all right, enough of this. I want to hear about let's the Let's talk about LeBron. What the hell's wrong with yeah. him? He's got a boo-boo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no LeBron, no AD. You guys came off that huge win against the Wizards, who haven't won a game in, like, forever. Uh, but no LeBron, no AD. The thing is, forget about LeBron for a second. Anthony Davis, like, he was playing out of his mind, but it's the same thing. Like, we look at Anthony Davis, it's like he's just always hurt. He just doesn't seem to be the type of guy you can rely on. And now you guys, the Lakers are going to have him out for about a month. Yeah, man, it's unfortunate. I'm a big believer in the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. So once you start to break down like he has, it's really hard to break out of that. I just think your body uh, is so beat up. And, and look, his body type is also strange uh, in a lot of ways. Everyone knows kind of the story, right? He was a kid who shot up very late in high school. He was a point guard that ended up becoming a center basically uh, overnight. Um, and I don't know if he's ever really gotten um, – to understand his body right, right? Like, and I think that's part of it. I remember having a conversation with a Hall of Fame player, okay? And we were talking that night about Joel Embiid. And I had said to the this particular person, I said, why has Embiid been able to stay healthier uh, later in his career here? He's still very early in his career in theory. And he said, his footwork is incredible. Like, and that to me is what's helped him. He doesn't hit, he doesn't hit the ground the same way he used to, right? And he also doesn't hit the ground as much as he used to. And with AD, 
um, I asked him, well, what about Davis? And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders. He goes, well, he doesn't have that kind of footwork, right? Now, granted, this is a Hall of Fame player telling you this. This isn't me telling you like some gas bag. Um, so I, I took that to heart in some ways. Now, this last situation, a little bit out of his control. Some of it is bad luck. But, yeah, it stinks for him because he was playing maybe the best basketball uh, we've seen him play since the bubble. And uh, now the Lakers are in a situation where, man, um, they were kind of trying to eye getting into that kind of play-in, maybe play-off situation, but depending on how long he's out, who knows what that's going to look like in a month. Here's my biggest question with with Anthony Davis, because the the Pelicans are set up for a lot of success going forward. Like, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. The Suns just had four games against the Pelicans, three in the last, like, ten days, and they were, man, they were battles. They were just incredible games. If you could go back and do it all over again. I know they won a championship the year of the bubble, so it's hard to say. But it, would they have still have done it? Would the Lakers still have made that trade for Anthony Davis if they can go back and do it all over again? Yeah, I think they would. Uh, I, I think they would because they won the championship, and that's really all that matters to them. You know, they... They've been through a lot of lean years. Remember, before LeBron arrived, they had missed the playoffs six straight seasons, and they missed it that year, too, when he got hurt. Um, he had that groin injury on Christmas, and he was never really the same after that kind of rushing back, trying to get uh, back on the court and playing with all those young guys that eventually got traded for Anthony Davis, all of them except Kyle Kuzma, basically. So, um, yeah, look, I think the Lakers look at it as if we can win one championship uh, at least a decade, uh, it's a successful run for us, right? Now, I don't think they wanted the sustained losing that they got because I remember Jeannie Buss telling me one time that her dad always said to her, you don't want to miss too many April, May, and Junes because eventually you fall out of favor and, and people just kind of forget, right? Like they take for granted like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess the season's over April 15th, right? Um, so you don't want that either, but I think that it's a championship, so they'll, they'll take it. Um, and look, it's not like the guys they traded, right? Obviously, Brandon Ingram has been fantastic, but he's kind of dealing with some injury stuff here recently, as good as he is. And Lonzo Ball clearly is in a weird situation from an injury perspective. And look, Chicago has had a lot of those over the years, but he he's not able to get on the court. Uh, you know, Josh Hart's a nice player. And, and the draft picks, I think that is something you can always look back at and say, oh boy, that, that could end up being disastrous uh, for you. Look at what Boston's been able to do with all those Nets picks over the years that ended up being Tatum and I, I think Brown too, if I if I recall correctly. But you know, there's only so much you can control about that. But you win a championship, you take that every day. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Just like the Rams would trade for Matthew Stafford, and and uh, yep. hundred times out of out of a hundred times. You know, we're, we we got a game tonight. We're talking about players who are not going to play. Booker drops fifty eight right. the other night. He's not going to play. Uh, LeBron though, George, listen, he uh, four straight games, thirty or more points. He he ties Mike as the uh, the the only guys to do that. 37 years of age or, or older. The Gambo and I were talking about how LeBron's scoring this year. He's not going to the basket as much. But obviously, no matter how you do it, if you're doing it, it's impressive. And LeBron continues to do it. How's he doing it? Well, I just think he's become smarter, right? And I, yeah. I, he's talked about this a lot recently, about how maybe his physical attributes, while still incredible, obviously, uh, particularly for someone of his age, uh, are maybe not as sharp as they once were even just a couple of years ago. His mind is still thinking the game multiple times over, right? And and, and processing things faster than most guys. I, I mean, I'll give you a story. I'm, 
I mean, this has happened numerous times over the years that I've covered him. I covered him in Miami, and then I obviously I've had a chance to cover him again here in LA. And <laughs> he will literally tell opposing players like when the there was I don't remember who the player was that I saw him do this to in LA, but the team came out of a timeout, the opponent, and the coach was yelling at one guy like, "Hey, you need to stand there!" And like the guy was looking back like confused, didn't know what he was talking about. And LeBron literally told the kid, "Hey, he wants you to stand here because you're going to run this play, etc." X, Y, and Z, A, B, C, whatever the hell he was telling them. And the kid was just like, oh, okay. And he knew exactly what they were going to run and where the guy needed to stand <laughs> in that particular set that they were trying to run. So that's just it. I mean, he's just, you know, he's kind of Neo in the Matrix a little bit from a, uh, you know, from his uh, mental standpoint, right? Like, he may not be that from a physical standpoint as much anymore, but man, there are a few guys in this sport, or in any sport, really, that I've come across that know their particular game the way he knows his particular game. Yeah, I mean, clearly Tim Ring has slipped a lot since the Miami days. Age eventually catches up to you. You don't have your fastball anymore. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I can't go to the club just, till 6 a.m. anymore, yeah, George. Those days are over. He's in 945. He's in those 830 Suns games. They just kill you. George, always appreciate you joining us for a few minutes. Enjoy the game tonight. You got it, guys. Hey, by the way, I'm going to be back there. I may pop in the studio because I'm going to be there. I'm doing the Heat game in January, so I'm going to be in a day early. Maybe I'll pop in and say hello. Oh, it's something about wine, I think, I, I, my producer I do. I, I'm going like to pick wine. You know, you're at Fry's. I mean, if you want, pick out a wine there. Do they sell wine in Arizona at the store, yes. at the grocery stores? I don't know. They, they do in California. Do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Pick absolutely. a wine, and I'll go get it for you when I bring it in. Done. Uh-huh, you got it. Done. Thanks, George.